Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Broadcasting from a secret location high above the earth. Four do-gooders doing their best good to shine a bright light on the most popular and unpopular comic book heroes and villains. So sit down, shut up, strap in, and tune your ears and open your brain for Inside Club Comica! What's up, Super Butts? Welcome to this week's episode of Encyclocomica, the show where we do the deep dive on the super guys and gals and Kathy Griffins. All of them. There's 10 of them. Didn't, I bet you didn't know that there's 10. Uh, there's one for each season, and then there's one for the uh, northern and uh, southern hemisphere, and then there's one for the eastern and western, uh, I, I guess they're also called hemisphere because it's half of the thing, right? They are. Uh, so that's eight, and then there's two more. Uh, one you actually know of by a different name, uh, Olivia Munn, and then there's a, a tenth one who has yet to be revealed. Um, Damn. Yeah, Ooh. it's like the ten Jokers cards from ICP, but they're all Kathy Griffins. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that terrible. Sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, but what's up, everyone? We're Encyclocomica. And join this week as every week at this point, right? Uh, Cat, Cat, what's up? Not much. How's it go, man? You know, just doing the shit. <laughs> uh, what's new with you? What happened this week? Did our episode come out last week? Oh, yeah. two weeks. Ago. It was last week. It was last week. Swamp thing. Yeah, we, we did a uh, swamp thing. That's yeah. right. I, I life is a blur. Time is yep. a construct. I have no idea when or where I am. Every second. It's fair. It's very fair. But uh, all right. So then, that in that case, Kat, how was your week? My week was good. Um, my sister and one of my nieces were here visiting from Florida, um, so it was great to see them. I haven't seen my sister in like since before the pandemic. Huh. Um, so it was great to spend time with them. My niece is so funny. She's just like very naturally funny and a goofball. So we were just like doing bits and stuff all weekend that's cool um yeah it was fun uh yeah so it was really good to see them and just like catch up and stuff um where where in florida do they live so they live in west palm um which is like right between port st lucie and orlando port st lucie yep that's where my uh sister and my brother mostly grew up oh how long does it take them to get to Disney? That's the real uh, question. An hour and a half. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah, my sister has an annual pass, so they go pretty frequently. Must be nice. I know. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> when I come, we'll go to Disney. There you go. That sounds awesome. Yeah. An hour and a half. I, you know, so I've been heavily thinking about relocating to Florida, especially recently. Um, and in my head, I'm like, I'm going to move to Orlando. Mm-hmm. But- Mm-hmm. hour and a half that's yeah. not bad no not at all that's like not even a drive no that, that's like my commute to work yeah, i know me too and my commute is like 10 miles from my house yeah. <laughs> um yeah I, yeah it's not bad at all and she was able to buy a house like a year or two ago that was like 
pretty reasonable and it's like comparable in size to mine. I mean, she's got three kids, so <laughs> it's got a big yard and stuff. There you go. Yeah. I mean, housing prices. And as I said, I've been looking, um, yeah, no, it's compared to where we live. It is, uh, quite the value for the same price down there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause she actually, um, she has a federal job. So mm. she, was uh, looking at a position where she could get transferred to Framingham up here, um, which would be nice because it's like kind of in the middle of me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just like, I, she's like, it's the housing prices up there are crazy. She's like, so I just delayed the um, switch until just to like see if the market changes at all over the year. She's like, so I'll look again in the summer and see what happens. But I, yeah. I doubt yeah. that'll yeah, happen. It's, it's fucking crazy up here. Yeah. Yep. Um. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Florida's yeah. cool. Yeah, so oh. it's good to catch up with her. Florida's warm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, um, when did she move down there? Um. So I grew up in Salem. We, uh, at Salem, Mass. Um, I'm the oldest of the three she's the she's the baby um so they moved to florida after i graduated high school and i stayed here so she moved to florida when she was 10 and has lived there since so your your family moved away after you graduated high school Mm -hmm. oh i didn't know that yep well that's pretty pretty cray yeah (laughs) what'd you do did you just start going to college up here and you're like i live at college Oh man, my life. Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. This is like, I'm very interested. I don't know. Sometimes, I, listen, this is going to sound so narcissistic, but what would you expect from me? Sometimes I feel like I, I could do a good interview show. Um, and I, and like I have fun with it. Like, even like just talking to you about the stuff that I don't know. Like, I know I have to move on because we're doing a comic book show, but like, mm-hmm. I would, I like genuinely want to like, continue this conversation and see in like i don't know i'm just interested in that stuff look yeah, out I'll for get- next week when we do deep dive <laughs> on cats <laughs> there is should. a there is an encyclicomica episode where chinmo interviews me i, I mean conquest conquest episode yes. if where chinmo interviews me if anybody wants to listen to that and then oh. and an episode where i interview chinmo uh, but to give you the the quick compact version um so my dad passed away when i was in high school my mom got remarried when i Graduated high school, my mom and her new husband and my brother and sister moved to Florida. I stayed here and lived with a boyfriend um, until we broke up. And then I moved to Florida for a year and then moved back to Mass when I was 19 to go to college. And I've been here since then. And then um, my brother, when he turned 18, moved back up to Mass to live with me and has lived here since then. That's wild. I had no yeah. clue. Yeah. My life is so structured. <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere. Uh, that's that's wild. Well, you know yeah. what, Catch? Thank you for sharing that with us. No problem. I hope it was interesting. <laughs> for me, it is. Because to me, it's like I've known you for quite a while. I talk to you on yeah. quite a regular basis. And you're like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up with you, right? I haven't known you for right. 15 years or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I talk to you very regularly. You're in my very regular in the know circle of you know mm-hmm. social interactions and it's just like no clue yeah <laughs> i'm waiting for chimo to be like yeah i, I was one of three triplets and two of them died 
He's like, whoa. So, just what was, again, we'll save that for my deep dive. Episode. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, Chimo, good luck, but how was your week? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it was all right. I had work week, and then uh, this past weekend, I went to a wedding. Uh, congrats, Dave and Kate. Um, congrats, and then, Dave. Uh, yeah, yeah then, congrats, uh, Dave and Kate. I don't know. Spent some uh, some family time with my niece. A lot of niece hang. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Three year old little niece that uh, spent the whole day Sunday together. It was a good time. I spend um, every day with my niece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the best aunt or uncle out of all. You and Megan are the best aunt and uncle out of all of us. Oh, yeah. I, uh, every every <laughs> single day, I um I spend with her and do every, literally everything for and with her. Yeah, see, I, 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 I'm just, a, I'm just a weekend uncle, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some might, might be nice. <laughs> um, that's cool, 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 yeah, cool. Good time. How about you, Matt? What were you up to this week? Uh, this week, did anything happen to me or for me? Uh, I worked a wedding with my uh-huh. friend. That was boring. The, um, I renegotiated my pay at the haunted house because I was about to make zero dollars. Uh, they didn't like that. Um, and uh, that's about that's about it. Pretty much the short version of the haunted house story was we the deal was that we would get like six dollars off of every ticket um, after they made the investment of like three thousand dollars back. I was like, okay, because like last year's numbers, if if like even if we did the same as last year, it would have been like pretty. It would have been worth it. Mm. And then after like the first two nights, I was like, no one's here, and um, I'm not going to make any money. So either <laughs> either we 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 renegotiate this, or I'm just we're just not coming back because there's, there's no. I'm not going to work for free. And they're like, yeah. uh, they like weren't happy. They're like, well, you know, it's not our fault, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not blaming right. you for people not showing up. But the yeah. reality is, yep. I like through no fault of anyone, right? It's just, it is what it is, but I'm not going to work for free because no, it's like, it's whatever. It's just not going to happen. So then they like, uh, we came to an agreement and everything's fine, but they're definitely not happy. It is not a fun place to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're almost done, right? You got like another night or two of it, right? Uh, technically, there's two nights. I only have to be there for one, and my partner will be there for for the other one. So, so safe to say you won't do it there next year. Oh my fucking god, no! <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather never do another haunted anything ever again than than do that next year. Um, it's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's just every every time I get involved with a haunt something, I come in there like. Haunt is number one. Haunt is life. And then everyone's like, this is like our fourth or fifth like priority, which is fine because it's their business, but it's like, let's do this. They're like, well, we can't do that. I'm like, okay, well, then the show's going to be terrible. I don't know what to tell you. Um, the show's not bad. Every, I'll put it this way. Everyone who does come has had a great time. Um, mm-hmm. And it hasn't been like dead. It's just not fiscally it worth it. Yeah. 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 So. It's not what you think of when you think of like haunts in Massachusetts around this time of year. I would assume crowd wise. No, 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 no. It's like a, it's at the at a brewery in Everett, Mass, which is like in like an industrial park behind like the casino. <laughs> mm. So it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, you could find it, but who knows? Or you could go to the casino instead. I, know exactly. I was going <laughs> to say the casino right there. You literally yeah. see the casino from this place. So if you got lost for two seconds, if you made any any trek 
If you spent any amount of time in any car and you came down this far and you made one wrong turn and you got stuck in some Massachusetts bullshit city engineering, like one-way street maze, and you'd be like, oh, fuck this. I'm just, just that giant freaking glowing building that where like you can hear people laughing and having fun from here. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Place is expensive, though. Very expensive. It is. It's. When was the last time you went, Chinmo? Uh, Did you go when it opened? Like a, not the not right when it opened. Shortly, I went there for a bachelor party, and I lost a lot of money. Well, it's a casino. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like even like the minimums on the table were like super high, and it was. I'm. I'm. I'd, I'd rather take the drive down to like Mohegan Sun or something. Yeah. It's. It is a little bit better because people stop going. <laughs> I've be- only been there to go to the Shake Shack. <laughs> I didn't know there's, I, I didn't even know there's a Shake Shack there. Yep. Uh, surprisingly, with all the things that I'm bad at, I'm not um, a bad gambler in the sense that um, I'm pretty in control on it. I'm like, oh, I, I really hate losing money, and I've lost like 40 bucks, so I'm done. <laughs> oh, see, I wish I could. See, I don't really like drink or smoke or anything like that, but I will gamble, and I like it. I do like it. If I could, yep. I'll put it this way. If I can do something for very low money, but have fun, I'll do it all night. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would too. Yeah. I just, I'm not, I mean, I have no issue game. Like, I'm not addicted. I'm not like, I, I know when to walk away. But sure, I think last sure. time I was there, like, we had like 20 minutes to kill before dinner. And I like, at, somehow got separated from the group. And I met them at dinner 20 minutes later. Like, where you been? I'm like, I'm down 200 bucks. I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um, I went there. No, where did I go? Oh, he no, I went to Foxwoods. Went to Foxwoods in Connecticut, and it was for my buddy's bachelor party as well. And another friend that I hadn't seen in years was there. He's like he's like a career military guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like all over the place. I haven't seen him probably. I've seen him maybe like two or three times since high school. And he was there, and I had such a we had such a blast. Um, eventually everyone got drunk, and like he's like a pretty straight laced military guy, so he's pretty responsible. So he it's not that he wasn't drinking, but he wasn't like out of his fucking mind like everyone else uh and everyone else was like just passed out so me and him just sat at this like roulette uh like video wheel like thing um and we just kept betting and we took we took turns uh calling the bets for each other and uh it was a lot it was just it was just one of those times in my life where i was like i haven't had this much fun in such like a casual like just genuine joyful way in like such a long time and it was just like it was such a good time like just an old buddy just fucking laughing it up and whatever. And then like, that was it. And you know, and then the bachelor party ended and I haven't seen him or talked to him since. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's, that's my ketchup. Those were our ketchups. If you like ketchup or catsup, uh, pick your poison. But speaking of poison or some sort of alchemy or whatever, (laughs) this is my very labored attempt. My very labored (laughs) attempt. At a sick way. Uh, I went from ketchup to poison to alchemy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just sounds about, like Snow White. Who are we talking yeah. about that? We are finally talking about the frequently name-dropped, ever-loved friend of Encyclicomica, Constantine. Finally, Constantin. Yep. Old Johnny John, Pots and Pans. Yep. John Constantine, Constantine, tomato, tomato, however you want to say it. Um, ketchup, I was ketchup. Not, yeah, I was not aware that it was Constantine until the Sandman. Um, it's that proper English pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm an American. I'm going to say Constantine. 
Now I'm confused. Yeah. So how how do we relate as to what is and isn't correct versus like the English? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's one of those things it that the Constantine Constantine always reminds me of uh like Lord of the Rings, like uh J uh R it's technically Tolkien, but everybody says Tolkien, but mm-hmm. both ways are accepted. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um the word gauntlet is actually supposed to be pronounced gantlet. What? But it was mispronounced so frequently that now it's just gauntlet. There was it go. spelled wrong? Or was it spelled gantlet? Because G A U is not gant. Yep. It was spelled differently. Okay. Yep. And well, they like just they, gauntlet. The English language, like British English, they like to throw in a lot of U's. And I mean, look at how they spell armor and favorite. Yeah. Yeah, but those still make more sense in that word. I wouldn't oh, say. Oh, no. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I wouldn't say gauntlet if it was like G A U N, like gantlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, yeah, what's up? What's yeah. up with this man? So this man, he's a magic man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so his name is John Constantine. He is a like w- wizard. Seems like a weird word to use, but that's ba- he's like a sorcerer. Um, he's very into the occult. He that's his like area of expertise. Um. He can do various types of magic related to the occult, like necromancy, um, but also telekinesis, pyrokinesis. He can do illusions. He can teleport. Um, he's, he's got it ex- all. Yep. He's extremely smart. Um, he's also a very good con artist, um, which I feel like most magicians are. <laughs> you got to kind of be a sleight of hand master. Um, and he, you know, because he grew up in England, he, uh, he's got some pretty good hand to hand street fighting skills. He gets in some scuffs, some scuffles. Yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he is a drunk. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's an asshole in yeah. the best way possible. Yeah. He's a lovable asshole. Um, yeah. he means well, but he's just very like selfish and kind of gruff so he comes off the wrong way but like if he cares about you he'll um he'll do his best to help you out or protect you very correct yeah he looks like sting on purpose yep um (laughs) i've been muted like an idiot I was when I was like, wonder why is Matt so quiet? Yeah. Well, my 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 wife started doing law. I'm in the basement. I don't know if I told the listeners that now, but my wife came down and just started doing laundry. You're <laughs> who? Da- uh, my wife. You. Thank you. Um, started doing laundry, and I was like, I need. I, I'm gonna have to have a fucking Joey Gladstone <laughs> full house on air red light <laughs> in my kitchen to let people know that I'm recording down here. Um, and That's then I awesome. forgot to turn it off and I was just like, mm-hmm, yep, yep, mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to go say something and no one reacted. I was like, ah, fuck, I'm muted. And I don't remember what it was. Anyway, go on. No. Um, yeah, so like I mentioned, he looks like Sting on purpose because um, there were some artists on uh, Swamp Thing where he makes his first appearance that were like, we just want to draw someone that looks like Sting. So he looks like Sting. Yeah. Um, he was created by Alan Moore, who also 
did Swamp Thing. Um, He's created Watchmen. He did a bunch of shit. Yeah. He's also Um, a crazy, crazy man. Yes. Very. He hates. um, I was reading a quote from him the other day that he was saying that it made him sick to his stomach to see adults line up for Batman movies. Um, yeah. And that adults that were still into comic books were moved backwards, and that's why we have intolerance and fascism. Yeah, and then he hates any kind of like adaptation, mo- adaptation, monetization of his stuff. Uh, but if you read any of his stuff, the fact that almost everything he's written is one hundred percent not for children. Yeah, which I find funny. Yeah, he told the the Watchmen. Um, showrunners because they were like trying to brainstorm a second season and he was like leave me alone i want nothing to do with this don't talk to me ever again yeah he basically told me (laughs) so um yep uh credited with his creation is also steven Bissett, rick vike and john i'm gonna say total bean but that's not it total Total bean Bean? i i always want to say that i always want to say that to you cat every time yeah it it. looks like total bean um this guy's a total bean yeah. So um most people I would say would know his first appearance in Swamp Thing number 37. He was his uh supernatural advisor, but as Shidmo pointed out before we started recording, he's had multiple for yeah, he's, cataloged he's a, first appearances. He's got a couple that uh the 37s like the big like money book, cool yellow cover. Uh there's also Saga Swamp Thing 25 that people consider like his cameo because if you go back there's like one frame with a blonde guy in a trench coat that they like retconned to be constantine uh that goes for a little bit of money and then there's a uh dc sampler number three which is like a preview which is not very expensive but you can find it in dollar bins just because people don't know what it is (laughs) yeah so if you are a constantine fan get all three hell yeah yeah um yeah, so he was introduced in 1985 with Swamp Thing, one of Swamp Thing's good buddies. He's probably one of his biggest and well-known allies and like team-ups to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, he got his own book in 1988 with the Hellblazer series, which is where I'm most familiar with him. Um, I mean, it went for over, I think, over 350-ish. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's like one of the longest-running series in Vertigo um vertigo's catalog um and a lot of my favorite authors worked on that run um garth ennis yep my fave that's that's why i got into it because i was just like let me get my hands on anything he's worked on so like that was my introduction to constantine Um, that was his uh that was his first u.s comics appearance yep or work i should say Mm -hmm. when i went to his panel at terrificon there was a guy there dressed up as constantine it was awesome that's um yeah and then uh jeff lemaire also worked on the hellblazer run um someone else i like oh there's a there's a ton yeah um jeff lemaire is another one where some people say lemire i say lemaire i say lemire as well yeah why can't people just say it right <laughs> lemire <laughs> lemire um but yeah those are the two main that I know have worked on Hellblazer. Um, so that's definitely where I know my most Constantine from. And that's kind of where his big character kind of like milestones or not milestones, but like trademarks 
came about. Um, mm-hmm. Just like I mentioned, he's a huge drinker. He's also a heavy smoker. Um, so Garth Ennis gave him lung cancer, which became a huge arc in his story. Um, he's also a bisexual um, comic hero. And like pretty early on, like right from the 80s get go, he's been a bisexual character, which was kind of groundbreaking in comics at that time, especially with the darker like british brand that was coming in in the 80s and kind of inspiring a lot of american authors at that time um and artists so it's cool to see that it goes back that far um one of my favorite (laughs) romances that constantine has had is with king shark king shark king shark yep they uh they joke about that when uh i think it's like the justice league dark animated movie or one of them and they're like, oh no, there's my ex, and he's standing. King Shark's next to Harley Quinn, and they're like, oh, you dated Harley Quinn? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I uh, my my wife loves uh, Constant uh, Constantinople, and <laughs> I'm gonna tell her about that. I didn't know that, and she's going to have a reaction, and I will have a fun time with it. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Yep, one of his exes is King Shark. His other big ex is Zatanna. They kind of had an on and off mm-hmm. friends with benefits kind of relationship. Um, both while they're in Justice League Dark. That's probably his biggest uh, team work, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that I was reading earlier that there was a four issue miniseries called the trench coat brigade. <laughs> Such a cool name. Such a cool name. Yeah. That he was in. It's him, uh, phantom stranger, Dr. Occult and Mr. E. And they so were known as the, <laughs> the trench the, coat brigade. Yeah, all the guys with trench coats. It's yeah. Epic. <laughs> um, one of his other team ups that people probably know, uh, is the Sandman. He, appears quite frequently in those comics um because there is some rights issues with the character right now um between studios they did have one of his um people from his family tree joanna constantine um appear in the sandman television series played by jenna coleman she was wonderful um they kept a lot of the same trademarks, you know, his nice coats, drinking, smoking, bisexuality, don't give a fuck, but do give a fuck kind of attitude. Um, so, yeah, I liked I liked how that was portrayed. Um, he also, uh, Chinmo's, one of fav- Chinmo's favorite shows, Supernatural, he's on there, but he's not Constantine. He's Castile. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. He just so the character Castiel oh, his Castiel. look is based off of Constantine with the trench coat and everything, just minus the blonde hair and the chain smoking. Yeah. But he's still like an occult guy, right? He's an angel. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they base the whole look off of him. Um I'm trying to think of some of the other big I don't know much about him outside of anything I've I don't think I've really read anything with him in it. Uh, that's not true. I read... Um, uh, he's in Injustice. Yeah. 
And yes. I read that. And that's where I got, actually, I should do a, an episode on him. Dude, fucking Ragman? Yeah. It's cool character. Sick. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I started um, his new, the Hellblazer, like, new 52 Constantine um, run when it first came out. And then I kind of dropped off of it. Um but I got to go back to that. So there's still like recent stuff coming out for him. He's a very beloved yeah, DC he's be- comic. And he's he shows up much everywhere. More yeah. yeah. Since uh, I'm going to say probably since the new 52, he's become much more popular. They, he, I mean, they had the junk, uh, was it not the junk of uh, the uh, Keanu Reeves movie in 2004 or five. Mm-hmm. And then from there on, he's popped up quite a bit more, even in TV uh the animated movies and just in comics he's become much more of a fan favorite yeah and, and which is weird too because sh- he had a show but it only had 13 episodes um and you'd feel like it would do better but it was that ryan i think is a great constantine and he he's so fucking good as constantine yeah. they uh they did continue the story from the nbc show which mm-hmm. unfortunately got 13 episodes but they continued it in the the dc legends of tomorrow which was cool Oh, cool. Yeah, I I was going to bank on you to talk about his uh, CW appearances. Yeah, yeah. He first, they brought, they brought him in in an episode of Arrow because uh, Stephen Amell, the guy that played Green Arrow, was such a fan of the show. And he's like, we got to get him over here. It finally happened. And then they eventually brought him on to like Legends of Tomorrow, which was like their time travel. Like, let's throw a bunch of random characters together show. And he is fucking amazing. He's so good in that show. Matt Ryan, whenever I read Constantine now, that's who I imagine mm. I'm reading. Uh, he shows up on this season of Harley Quinn. Because um, like I said, Swamp Thing is a character this season. Uh, and Matt Ryan voices him on Harley Quinn, which I thought was cool. Yeah, he, he does a lot of the animated voices for it too. Mm-hmm. So I hope, I don't think they will. Uh, well, I do know Keanu Reeves coming back, which is cool. Yeah, Good. I'm excited for that. I I mean, that movie is like very 2000s. Um, yes. But I like how much they play into the like angel and demon aspect of them. They bring in the lung cancer and the like he- hell wants them and heaven won't take them or whatever yeah. the tagline for that movie is. Yeah, yeah it, it is very it is very comic accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I I remember, so every day, um, me and Tim and uh, past top five host DJ and our friend Jared play this box, this game, box office game, and you like, it gives you a date and you have to guess the top five um, box office earners on that date. Is DJ and undefeated in this game? No, we all, we all kind of fluctuate. It really depends. Really? Um, it's a fun game. Yeah, because it goes it goes back to like seventy five and then to like twenty twenty is the most recent. So it really depends on just like the year. It's kind of a toss up, um, but you get hints, and one of the freebie hints is like the studio, and then you get the tagline, and then you get the director, genre, and then the actors. Um, so there have been some like really great taglines that I never knew about before. And Constant Constantine's was one of them. Hmm. 
That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That was good. Oh, one of them is giving giving hell hell. The <laughs> demons he fights aren't just his own. <laughs> Classic mid two thousands. Oh yeah, very new, very new metal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, hell wants him. Heaven won't take him. Earth needs him. That was the official tagline for the movie. Out of the three <laughs> that you said, that's probably the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the Constantine sequel. I'm glad that Keanu will be back. Yeah, it'll be fun seeing him. Although I do hope that we see Matt Ryan again live action. Yeah. Um, oh, Warren Ellis was the other author I was thinking of. Who's worked on Constantine stories. He wrote Um, for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's everywhere. I think because people like... There's such a fascination with the occult and magic and like witchcraft and sorcery. And uh, I mean, it's a very common thing to struggle with your faith and, um, you know, want to be a good person, but have trouble being a good person. And sometimes your vices and faults get in the way of trying to be better. Um, So I think he's just a very relatable character in that aspect. And I mean, People always love a handsome British punk, so you really can't yeah. can you <laughs> argue there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's literally what he is. He just listens to a bunch of punk rock, and mm-hmm. he's he really is like a like a prick to people, which is funny, which just makes him like that rough edge, makes him super, yeah. super entertaining to read. Yeah, but he's really a sweetie. And I mean, con man, con men stories are always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's kind of some of the stuff where it's like, yeah, maybe some of his work is like he's a charlatan, but at the same point, he actually does have these powers. So um, it kind of balances the scale a little bit there where you're like, eh, he's screwing these people over, but like he actually can, he can utilize he can his power. Yeah. 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 They pull a lot of like his con man stuff into like him kind of being like a shitty person to other people and all that stuff. Yeah. It, but he's, he's super entertaining. Yeah, but he's also a smooth talker. So, like, that's why he can get away with these cons so easily and seduce so many people. Yeah. Like, he he fucks. Constantine he really fucks. <laughs> yeah, he fucks a fucking shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, uh, even on the CW show, he hooks up with, like, everybody at mm-hmm. one point or another. It's pretty funny. And uh, part of the reason he's addicted to people is a lot of people that he loves die because of what he does. Like related to cons or the occult or just like people he gets aligned with. So it's like, he's kind of addicted people for their own good. And is just like, so jaded by attachments, um, which I think is another very human quality. Yeah. Yeah. He is a hundred percent human, right? Yes. Yes. Hmm. But just like uh, his family tree. So one of his like nicknames is the constant one because there's always a Constantine in every generation that has his ability. It's like a bloodline yeah. ancestral thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of bloodline stuff, I watched uh, finally watched Werewolf by Night. <gasps> Didn't it rule? What do you think? It was very heavy rule. My my boy Man Thing's in there. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that. Good old Ted. Yeah, yeah. You got to call him Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I want them to have a special every year. I yeah. I hope they do more of them. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I really, I mean, my 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 wife. Third time I brought her up, uh, she really liked it too. It was good. 
Yeah, it's it's one of the best things that Marvel's done in, in a while. Yeah, and Elsa Bloodstone, always cool. She was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see more of her. Yeah, she was sick. Uh, sorry, not to derail. Just made me. Remember no, that's that. fine. Yeah. I, I think we're pretty much. Yeah, it's close. Wrapping up here. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. No. That's um. Good. Yeah. So his his look that people know it's a very classic detective, rainy Britain look of a tan trench coat. He either has a suit like a full three piece suit underneath, or just like the white t shirt, black tie, black pants. Yeah. Um, does, a, does a red tie sometimes too? It's pretty yeah. Famous. I uh, I think if I were to change his look up, I would lean him a little more punk. So I think that would be cool. Like, so there's mohawk such a mohawk. <laughs> well, maybe not a mohawk. He could have a mohawk, but just more like I don't know, uh, like docks, maybe a leather jacket or like a band tee, um, a huge cock ring. Yeah, <laughs> septum piercing. Um, just because I I mean people associate like punk and metal with like occult stuff too so i think like that yeah. aesthetic would vibe give him that um, sex pistols look you know yeah yeah um and i think i i mentioned when i did the jesse custer episode of uh encyclocomica back in season one that i would team them up and i that's still true for me um because they both have these crazy faith-centered abilities um they both have their own issues with their face face faith <laughs> like people connections um and just kind of like what they can do with their powers sometimes they use them for good sometimes they don't um garth ennis has written both of them so i would love to see him create a world where they interact so that would be my ideal team up hell yeah yeah uh, i'd That's put them you know what i put them i want to put them with uh i put them with the noid from Domino's. Because <laughs> uh, I want to see him bed the Noid. I bet he, he would. He probably would. And I yeah. want to see what that looks like. For the story alone, he'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And like the, the Noid can like turn out to be like some like ancient mystical being of chaos. And, <laughs> <laughs> One of the like 17 guardians of hell or whatever. Yeah. You don't see enough Noid anymore. No, I agree. Yeah, since the 80s, really. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, a lot of things have been coming back. I think it's time to hashtag bring back the Noid. <laughs> uh, what about you, Chinmo? Um, oh, I mean, I feel like I've already said I've teamed him up with everybody uh, in almost every episode we've done so far. <laughs> That's true. I know. Uh, and there's, I mean, there's nobody really left in DC that he hasn't teamed yeah. up with. Yeah, so you know what? I I'll, I'll do what I've been doing. I'll I'll switch him over, team up with someone in Marvel. I'd actually like to see him like a cool crossover with uh, Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange does the magic stuff, but he does it so straight laced and like official. And it'd be fun to pair him up with like this asshole that does it like just as good as he does. Ooh, yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, I like I'd that. Read that. Yeah. You know what I was thinking today? Um, hear me out. Yep. Everybody loves Rainy. money, right? Everyone mm-hmm. loves yeah. money. Money, money, money. Mm-hmm. Do you think ever, 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 ever that we ever get a on-screen film crossover of anything DC Marvel? Honestly, you give it about 20 years and... 
AT&T runs Warner Brothers into the ground, you got a real shot at it. That's Well, that's somewhat my point of eventually this gravy train will dry up to a degree. And it's mm-hmm. like the other thing, too, is when they run out of – if it's like a heightening game where it's like you, the next thing's always got to be a bigger threat, yeah, the next – eventually it's going to get to a point where the next big thing is to like – have Superman enter <laughs> or some shit like that. Yeah. I could see that. It, there have been crossovers in the comics, so it's not like they wouldn't have story resources to right. pull from. Um, and there are a lot that could make sense because when you think about where all of these characters exist, like there's no way that Batman and Daredevil wouldn't have crossed paths. Yeah. And then and w- essentially what happens there is. Actually, you know what I bet happened before that and leads to that is that Marvel buys DC. Yeah. Yeah. I say Disney, if any, yeah. Disney mm-hmm. and Marvel Disney buy, buy DC. Which I is, could absolutely see that happening. There's already been like rumors and stuff of that with AT&T, what they're doing, Warner Brothers and stuff like that. How they, there was rumors they were just going to sell it off and be done with it. And so who who the hell knows that happens in the next 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. Yeah, and like, I don't know. In all honesty, I don't know how I would feel about it. I don't think I would care so long as for the most part they were still treated individually, but we were allowed to have a taste of like, it all exists in one world. Mm-hmm. And before that happens, what I also do see happening, and I thought it was going to I honestly thought it was going to happen already just because, but um, I'm waiting for, I'm just waiting for the Guardians to go so far out in space that they bump into the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. I guarantee you there's a Disney ride where they put them both together somehow. I, I, that will happen. There's a, I'm sure it's just like that page is written in some Disney plan. It's mm-hmm. like, put this one in 10 years from today. God, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Well, I think, um, I could be wrong, but I think one of the trivia things was that in Guardians, when all of those ships are, like, coming to help shoot down the, um, the, like, the the shield, the shield thing, that, um, the Millennium Falcon is in there. I mean, I'm I'm fine with, like, little Easter egg stuff like that. Yeah. They put R2-D2 and stuff and like Indiana Jones. Like, that's fine. Little Easter eggs, but don't have it heavily involved in the story. Have it a fun little background nod. Yeah, people are, I'm already seeing like people upset about Harrison Ford being cast as the new Thunderbolt because they're like, he's Han Solo and like (laughs) Disney owns both of these universes. Yeah. um, I'm like, it's fine. I'm, I'm more upset because he's 80. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, no, I, I'm with you there, Matt. Like, I love him, but... Yeah, I got no problem with him, but I don't That's a think, lot signing on for a franchise. I don't think he... I could have sworn, and Fro also said the same thing the other day I was chatting with him, that uh, I could have sworn that he was like... He didn't even want to do the movies he was already contracted to do. Like, he was over it. Yeah. Which is insanely understandable for someone at his age. Uh, then I read mm-hmm. that, and I was like, they must have just backed a dump truck full of money... Oh, house. probably. He wants that record. He wants to beat Sam Jackson as the highest gro- grossing actor of all time. And he dips his toe in Marvel. That's how he does it. Mm-hmm. 
But and yeah. I'm sure, like, he's got young kids, so they're probably like, "Dad, do it. It'll be cool." That's oh, true. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but no. All right. That's good. That's a good Constantine episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got one more thing while we're oh. on Constantine, yeah, really quick. Uh, so if you, you guys can look this up too, it's uh, I find it very interesting, especially where Alan Moore is so, you know, kind of off the reservation, if you will. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's he you can look it up. There's like exact quotes I have them right here uh, of how he has met Constantine in real life. Oh yeah, I remember reading about this. Yeah. And uh, ready, I'll, I'll read them to you right now, really quickly. There's two of them, and I probably, uh, as the English say, I apologize for the fruity language in some of it. Uh, so one of them, he does an interview in '93 to Wizard Magazine, and the quote is: "One day I was in West Westminster, Westminster in London. There was after uh, this was after we had introduced the character, and I was sitting in a sandwich bar. All of a sudden, up the stairs came John Constantine." He was wearing a trench coat, shortcut. He looked, no, he didn't look even exactly like Sting. He looked exactly like John Constantine. He looked at me, stared me straight in the eyes, smiled, nodded, and almost, uh, what the hell is this? Uh, goes to, uh, yeah, and then just walked off around the corner to the other part of the snack bar. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird. Uh, like, I find that so funny that Alan Moore's just sitting in a, like, sandwich bar and John Constant. I like to think like a cosplayer is like, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Yeah. But that, <laughs> yeah. I was reading that that's like a thing with people who have written the, him written, is that yeah. he appears to them in real life. So the yeah. second one with uh, Alan Moore, because I think the quote is so fucking funny. Uh, so it's like years later, uh, he was given an interview in 2001 or something. Uh, so the quote is uh, years later in another place, he steps out of the darkness and speaks to me and he whispers, I'll tell you the ultimate secret of magic. Any cunt can do it. And he just walks <laughs> away. I feel like it's so fucking funny to me. That's so funny. Yeah. And there's like he's other like instances a, with other writers and stuff too. Yeah. That like, because he's such a like supernatural based character, people think there's like a spell about him that if you work on his stories, he'll appear to you. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you can look them all up. There's a bunch of quotes and stories about writers and stuff talking about. It's pretty cool. I will look it up. Yeah, it's fun stuff. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Encyclocomica. Kat Chinmo, thanks for being great. Thanks for also being great. Oh, well, yeah, right thank back at you. All right. <laughs> well, uh, with that being said, uh, catch us next week. And uh, uh, as always, <gasps> eat shit. Bye.